Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Thursday morning. Hoping all is well with you, as always. Today I thought we would do a bit of a fun episode. I noticed something last night while looking through YouTube, specifically my own YouTube channel, which I just started up recently. I've been putting these podcast episodes haphazardly up on YouTube over the past month or so. And YouTube Analytics has some neat tools. So I was just kind of like fiddling around with those just for the fun of it and seeing what kind of data it can show with the, you know, the the few videos I've put up there so far. And, you know, I've got, you know, a few dozen now up there, I guess, or at least a dozen. And and it there's something interesting about the search words. So I, I looked at what people who listen to Everything Kratom are searching on YouTube. This is all anonymous data, so I don't know who you are, but I'm able to look at certain searches that is kind of like common amongst people who happen to watch my videos. And the number one search term amongst you all who happen to tune in when you're on YouTube is Kratom Joe Rogan. (laughs) Want to know number two? It's Joe Rogan Kratom. (laughs) So I thought that that was hilarious. Um, A few more down, there's Hamilton Morris Kratom. And so I I searched Joe Rogan Kratom or Kratom Joe Rogan, and this clip pops up of Joe Rogan and Hamilton Morris talking about Kratom. And clip has, you know, a bunch of, bunch of, bunch of views. And so I watched it and this was just kind of neat because, you know, it's, it's, Joe Rogan is the most influential person when it comes to podcasting, hands down. And he has really created a way of going about this platform where he just, you know, he sits and he talks with someone unfiltered for like three hours and no cuts or anything. And and it's just up to you to make up your mind. So he's very popular, very popular. And I was interested to hear what he had to say about Kratom and what his guest Hamilton Morris had to say. So it's a great clip and I'm, you know, I'd I'd love to share it with you here, but I'm not going to because that'd be copyright, but I'll give you a brief 30 second rundown of what they talked about. So essentially, uh, Joe Rogan does take Kratom or as of this clip, which was in 2018. So I mean, it's outdated. Maybe he doesn't now. I don't know. But um, as of this clip, he takes Kratom. Uh, Hamilton Morris knows a lot about Kratom and was talking about, you know, the history of it with Thailand. He was talking about they both talked about how Kratom is seen as, you know, an opioid and that Hamilton Morris made the point, well, it is an opioid and that's fine. 
And we need to get away from this idea that, oh, either something is completely harmless or it's completely harmful. And we just need to see it for what it is, which I, I definitely identify with. I mean, I think I talk about that a lot on this show myself. Um, I have a pretty straightforward view of of Kratom and I've never idealized it or romanticized it in any way. Whenever I find out anything that's potentially negative or something scary, I always share it. And, um, and you know, I'm not trying to prove a point here. I'm just trying to create a Kratom community. So, uh, so I, I identified with this clip a lot. I thought it was neat. One thing that was interesting was they brought up this idea of pharmacological determinism. And what they were talking about was that people often have this idea of a certain drug or substance and how it is supposed to react, like how it's supposed to happen, what environment it's supposed to happen in. The examples that they used were like cocaine is something you're supposed to do when you're at a party and it's supposed to make you really euphoric and uh, heroin is supposed to be something where you do it and then you lay down and you basically die or you you know like that's what's going to happen pcp is something where you do it and then you go out and fight a bunch of cops while you're naked (laughs) it's like that's pharmacological determinism those things don't necessarily have to happen when you do those drugs and they don't um and sometimes they do but that it's not determined you know but uh, that's the sort of idea that a lot of people have in their minds of certain drugs. So it's interesting thinking about that when it comes to Kratom. What is the pharmacological determinism around Kratom, do you think? Like, do people think you take Kratom and then what? I mean, I don't know. I, I'd be interested to hear what you all think about that because I don't think that there's really a stereotype around Kratom necessarily. I might be wrong about that. Maybe I'm just disconnected from that. Uh, idea, but I, I really don't know what my stereotype of Kratom is. I don't really have one, but I guess that's because I look into it a lot. <laughs> so I don't really know, but but it's an interesting thought. Um, I, I do find it interesting that a lot of people search Joe Rogan and Kratom together. Either, you know, maybe people know about that uh, clip or they know that he has talked about it before and they're interested in his opinion, or maybe they're just seeing if he happens to have mentioned it in the past and they don't know but um he's a very influential person he talks about a lot of different substances and i think people probably assume that he's going to have an honest take of it and not sugarcoat anything and not cover anything up so i thought that that was really neat and um it's an interesting clip if you want to check it out i don't necessarily agree with every single thing that was in the clip but that's the whole point i mean you don't have to Um, But I thought that overall was a pretty well-rounded, straightforward view of Kratom. Another thing that they brought up, which got me thinking, and I'm probably going to go off on a bit of a thought tangent here, so hope you don't mind. But another thing they mentioned was that this idea that drugs are either totally safe or totally dangerous and there's no in-between, you know, they were talking about that, that applied to Kratom doesn't make any sense just like it doesn't make any sense with some others um they were saying that after a certain amount of people use something like after you hit a threshold like a certain you know number of a population starts using a drug it's only so long before it's going to be associated with a death and that idea got me thinking a lot because it, it just makes me think like the whole arguments around kratom being 
dangerous and their kratom-related deaths. It, it only happened after reaching a certain number of people, like the population, the number of people that had to use kratom for any kratom-related deaths to come out of the woodwork. You know, it was a lot higher than, let's say, 50 years ago or 100 years ago, how many people were using it. So it, that made me think also about cocaine. Bear with me for a second. So I don't know of, I got to do more research, but I don't currently know of any coca leaf related deaths in peru you know like like i don't know of any of that 50 years ago i don't hear anything about that 50 years ago but i hear about cocaine related deaths today and i hear about that starting up a lot in the 80s so it reached a huge population the number of people using it grew immensely in a short amount of time and then also the environments therein are different and the drug concentration you know it's not like people were chewing coca leaves up here in the 80s they had cocaine and so there's that element and and so basically the things that i'm thinking are like does it have to do with a culture shift like if coca leaves were coming into the u.s would there have been coca leaf related deaths and that's kind of the comparison I'm drawing. Like, since it's cocaine, it's a little harder to draw that because it's like, well, they concentrated it down. But at the same time, looking back at Kratom, uh, Kratom leaves, you know, it, it, by the time it gets here, a lot of people are buying extracts. And a lot of the Kratom-related deaths that I know about, uh, actually most of them that I know about, the people were using Kratom extracts. So in a way, you kind of can draw that comparison, actually. I didn't even think about that when I started... Um, thinking about this and talking about it so essentially you're gonna have deaths related to pretty much anything after a certain number of people use it is what they were talking about in the video and i think that that can kind of be applied to kratom and i'm wondering what the reasoning is behind that that's my thought is it a culture thing where in thailand people don't use it like they do here just like in peru maybe coca leaves aren't used the same way as they're used here um, you know, I'm sure there's some cocaine, obviously, but like, I, I think that um, the uses might differ. Uh, the intensity of the use might differ. The environment might differ. The culture around it, the stigma might differ. And does that cause people to do things that aren't that smart? Or is it simply a numbers thing? Is it simply that after a certain number of people are exposed to something, you're going to end up eventually having at least a death you know, related to it. it makes me think of Tide Pods. Like, <laughs> after a certain number of people are using Tide Pods in their laundry, eventually some kids got together and dared each other to eat Tide Pods and killed themselves. And it's like, by the way, oh my God, can you believe that that actually happened and happens? Um, but, but you know, it it's like after a certain number of people are exposed to something, bad things can happen. So, um... It, is it just a numbers thing? I don't know. I don't know when it comes to Kratom. Maybe it's a mix of both. Maybe the truth lies in the middle, as it often does. And then something else that that all makes me think about is caffeine and, you know, coffee in particular, uh, like 300 years ago. Because coffee was discovered in Ethiopia, I think, in like the ninth century, 
it was so long ago. It's amazing to think about. And the story of it is actually really interesting. You all should take a look. It's um, it, it, it might have been coffee might have been discovered by goats. And I think there's a legend that uh, or, um, you know, a story that we don't know if it's true or not, but a goat herder in Ethiopia noticed his goats were like jumping around and acting really like crazy after eating some berries and uh, the berries were coffee and 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 that's how coffee was discovered so i just love that story it's crazy to think about it might have been true i mean it probably is you know why would i doubt it <laughs> but anyway um coffee's been around for a while but it didn't make its way up to europe until like the 1600s 15 or 1600s really that's when it started going a bit mainstream up there 17 1800s obviously it really kicked off and like you know there's a pretty solid argument to be made that the first industrial revolution wouldn't have happened if there wasn't you know tea and coffee coming in from from various places of the british empire so um definitely an interesting history there certainly something to think about but what it makes me also think about is like caffeine related deaths and the harms that come with coffee and and uh and high amounts of caffeine and how you know, you see that happening a lot more recently. I'm having trouble finding records going back into the past of um, of coffee-related deaths, but or, or caffeine in general. But then, more recently, I am able to find some, you know, caffeine-related deaths. Most of it is, you know, concentrated caffeine powder, for instance, or energy drinks. But um, occasionally, you find something else. And again, is this a culture thing? Is it the fact that it's being extracted and concentrated, or is it the fact that there's just a certain number threshold? We've reached a number threshold where enough people are doing it where you're going to start seeing a lot of deaths associated with it. So I don't know why, but like this is just the brain tangent that I kind of went off in my own uh, head after seeing this clip uh, with Joe Rogan, and um, and I just I thought I'd share a little bit of my babbling with you today. So I hope that you found these thoughts interesting and um, let me know what you think. I'd love to hear about your opinions and and uh, and your musings when it comes to Kratom and how it fits into society and, you know, what, what you think about this. Is it a culture thing or is it just like a number threshold or is it the method of like extracting and concentrating it that makes a drug become more dangerous or, you know, at least seemingly so? So let me know what you think. Okay, everybody, gonna leave it there. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the week. All right, everybody, meet me back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. Talk to you then. Bye-bye.